Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. Welcome to episode 65 of the Big Boo Cast. Melanie and I are going to talk in just a minute about some of the stuff we always talk about. We're going to answer some of your questions that you left after the last podcast. And about halfway through, we're going to talk to one of our very favorite people, one of our very favorite writers, and to somebody who really has had just an enormous impact on both of our lives. Beth Moore is going to join us, and we'll be talking about real life. We're going to be talking about her hair, which I feel like will really encourage you. And we're going to be talking about her new book, The Undoing of St. Sylvanus. And just as a reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and then you can also visit our blogs. Melanie's is thebigmamablog.com and mine is boomama.net. We love y'all and are so grateful that you're here with us today. Here's episode everybody this is Sophie this is Boo Mama it's Melanie it's Big Mama and this Mm -hmm. is a very special podcast yes it is we have a very special guest very special guest ahead um Mm -hmm. but first we thought okay well let's just get this out of the way so Melanie is speaking today in Gunnersville Alabama that's right I'm going to Nashville today for dot mom that's right so Late yesterday afternoon, I drove to Gunnersville. So we're actually in the same place right now. But Yes, we are. A floor apart. We're a floor apart because we thought we were going to get to podcast in the same room. And then we realized that we couldn't because of feedback and echoes and whatnot. So I am in room 310 of mm-hmm. the Hampton Inn in Gunnersville, Alabama. And Melanie is in room 401. And we are yes. podcasting. That's right. That's like right. the nerds that we are. Yep, because why would we want to go sit and have a cup of coffee together when we can just podcast from our own individual rooms? Yes, with our own personalized thermostat settings. Yes, but we did have a delightful dinner last night at the Rock House Eatery in Gunnersville. If you're ever here, I highly recommend it. And it's a beautiful, like this whole place is beautiful. Yes, if you have have never been to Gunnersville. Maybe you haven't even been to Alabama, but it's just about an hour from either Birmingham or Huntsville. And it is such a gorgeous little spot. 
um, with just the biggest leg you can imagine and just some the, the kind of the foothills of um, the Smoky Mountains and it's just it's gorgeous yeah so anyway so that's that so we're here and then I have my speaking thing and then I'll be back in San Antonio by tonight mm-hmm. and I'm headed yep. to Nashville in just a little bit yep so there you go okay so we thought we would do before special guest arrives we thought we would do some questions yeah that y'all, that y'all left um and just kind of randomly pick from that from that assortment so the first thing that that um melanie a lot of people wanted to know and when i say a lot i mean upwards uh-huh. of three well usually that's about a lot <laughs> that's how it goes um wanted to know more about the ribs that you made that you were flipping on the last podcast okay i don't there's not really much more to tell um <laughs> The, rib, the story the of the ribs has been fully told. Uh-huh. From the dawn of time, man has often slaughtered a pig to eat ribs. Um, they're pork <laughs> ribs. Um, they are baby. I buy the baby back ribs. Okay. Um, I get the natural pork or whatever because I try to get the one that's not going to be all, you know, hormoned up. Right. Um, and that's it. And so you buy those. And then the recipe, I think you linked to it, that Carl's bad cravings or whatever and you just do a rub on them and then I put them in the Dutch oven and you cook them and they're delicious okay that's it they're I mean I serve them with usually mac and cheese and a mm-hmm. salad okay so um but I highly they're not as good as ribs on the grill let me just clarify that I mean because you don't get that smoky grill flavor but they're good weeknight ribs okay so good, um, good when people, you need a quick meal or a quickish meal Yes, or to do something, because, you know, I'm always trying to find stuff, because with our schedule now, it's so hard to figure out when to cook dinner, and so I'm always looking for stuff I can put in some sort of slow cooker, Dutch oven, and I would love to do soups, but number one, my people don't really think soup is a legitimate meal most of the time, and number two, when it's 100 degrees outside, you don't want to eat soup. Well, no, I don't either. I don't either. That does not sound appetizing or delicious. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done the pulled pork to death. I mean, so I've just, the ribs were me trying to do something different. And so they're good. I rec, I highly recommend them. Okay. Now the other thing that came up a couple of times was that we, you had, when we recorded the last podcast, you had been to SEC Nation for the A&M yes. game, but we did not talk about it. So. Oh, okay. So um, we have a recap of that. Yeah, it was fun. It was really, I mean, it was behind the scenes. And so we went and it's, it's, a huge production. I mean, I think that's what struck me is like, I mean, the area that they had roped off, which, you know, if you're not familiar with A&M, you can't appreciate it, but it was like the whole corner of Spence Park, which is a pretty significant area. And um, so we could see them up on their little stage. Now, what struck me is, you know, I thought maybe Tim Tebow and I might get to chat it up in between segments, you know, as you do, but they stay up on that set the entire time. Like they never walk off that set the entire two hours of SEC Nation and just during segments though because it was so hot that day they have like this huge like duck thing that they would go and like blow cold air on them as much as they could to keep them cool so okay so they would take like take the the duck was in the set and it would blow the cold air on them 
Yep. And so they have air blowing on them, but then they would actually like blow like cold air and then the makeup artist would come up and like touch them up and okay. stuff in between. So, and uh, no surprise that my primary concern is how do they stay cool? No surprise well, there. But I kept thinking because I'm like, they're, I mean, especially the guys, I mean, they're in jackets and suits. I mean, the girls can wear sleeveless dresses, you know, or whatever. But I was like, the guys, I don't know how they don't melt, but it's because they have AC kind of in that little situation. So um, that was that. And then at the end, we got to meet them all. We got to shake their hands. Marcus Spears' hand was like shaking a pillow. It was the most enormous hand I think I've ever shook in my life. Um, By the way, Marcus Spears, one of my very favorite people to follow on Twitter. Yes, I agree. If you like college sports and um, you like somebody who's not afraid to throw down a word every now and again, like he is just, I think, um, from what, I mean, I don't know him, but he is just as endearing and solid, I think, as he can be. So I agree. I agree. And they were all, that, that's what struck me is I was like, they had been doing that show for two hours. They were miserably hot. I know they'd been in Tennessee two days before because that's the, the kickoff was the Tennessee game and they had all been there and like, they could not have been more gracious. Like when we met them, you know, I like they really, that. I know. So, um, so they were all very, very nice and so that was it. There really wasn't a lot of, it was just kind of a lot of watching like what they do, you know, mm-hmm. just what they do. We got to go on the bus. So we got to like tour the bus and they had like a candy bar set up that had like M&Ms and Skittles and all this candy. And I was like, look at the candy bar. Cause I mean, it was like nine in the morning and they said, Oh, but that's not for Tim Tebow. He only eats like cucumbers and hummus. Mm-hmm. So, so Tim Tebow and I are not on the same diet. Basically, <laughs> is what I'm saying. He doesn't have any gummy lifesavers. He didn't. He did not partake of the gummy lifesavers, but somebody does. So I don't know if that was Paul Feinbaum's candy bar or Marcus Spears, but whoever it is, that's my person on okay. that tour. Whoever mm-hmm. had the candy bar set up at 9 a.m. So, but the kids had a great time, and for them it was so fun because it was so many of like A and M's people come through because yes. they're all like the Yale leaders were on, and the Aggie dance team was on, and the Aggie hostesses were on, and like Coach Sumlin walked through. So like for the kids, that was really the most fun part is because they got to like get their picture taken with the Yale leaders, and the Yale leaders all like talked to them which is so weird to me because I'm like oh, look they're talking to the yell leaders and I'm like well those yell leaders are only like five years older than our kids I know but it's which is weird I know it's yeah. weird well I'm so happy that y'all went and that it was it was a fun time for all it was it was very fun it was very fun it was that would have been the only thing that would have gotten me to go to the first A&M game of the year because it is so hot I mean it's it's so dadgum hot did you but, set your dress uh, on fire when you got home I wanted to, I wanted to, but I washed it and I've hung it. I don't know that I'll ever wear it again, mm-hmm. though. I just can't, I, I'll never look at it the same. Mm-hmm. I felt like that dress went through a lot that day. All right. You have any questions on your end? I mean, I probably um, have more. Well, <clears throat> I have an interesting question, and this is funny because it's very timely, and this is something you don't even know yet. Um, so somebody had asked me if either of us had ever tried the Rodan and Fields amp roller. Do you know what that is, the amp roller? No, but I have a feeling I'm about to learn. It's a little roller. I have read it. It's a little tiny roller that's got little bitty needles, and you're supposed to roll it over your face at night. You said needles? It's got little tiny, tiny little needles, like little pinprick kind of things. Uh And so, but you're supposed to roll it over your face because then it's supposed to like stimulate collagen production. Okay. And so I... I, I say this very, but I have, I have now ordered my first order from Rodan and Fields. 
So I have I have drank the Kool Aid. Yes. And I have ordered it. Here's the deal: there's a 60 day money back guarantee, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I have not used it yet. It literally came in the day before I left <gasps> for this trip, and I was like, I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it, and then I didn't want to travel with it. So I was like, I'm just going to wait till I get home. I don't think you could travel with it, could you? No, it's like 17 pieces. Okay, it's like okay. it's a lot of different stuff. So okay. <clears throat> anyway. I bought it. A friend of mine is selling it, but I will say her skin looks mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. right now. And so she is somebody that I legit knew before and like after. And so, um, so anyway, they have the reverse regimen, I think is what I'm using. Yes, or the, I've, no, I've re- seen that. No, yes. Redefine, I think is what I'm using, which is whichever one gets rid of the brown spots. Cause you know, that is my nemesis. Yes, that, that is, is my whale. Mm-hmm. So it's brown spots and discoloration. So it's supposed to help with all that. And I mean, hers like totally went away. So I am about to, so I've never used the amp roller, but I got all that in a box before I left for Guntersville. Okay. So it's like when you go home, it's almost like skincare Christmas. It is. It's it is. Well, and it was good timing because I purposely, like I knew I wanted to wait till the fall because summer, I'm just out in the sun too much. And fall is a good time to try a new skincare regimen. And I thought, um, and I had run out of like all my products at one time. So I was like, well, if I I have to order something new, so I might as well give this a try. Okay. So stay tuned. I'll let you know. Listen, I can't wait to hear. I know. So stay tuned. I feel good about it. But listen, I've you know, I've been lured in, as we know, by many a skincare promise in the past and been disappointed. Well, but you know what? It's your eternal optimism that encourages us all, I feel like. I feel like you're, you never give up. You persevere. You're fighting the good fight. You're running the race. Like, I feel like we could pull in every biblical metaphor and it would apply to you and your skincare. And my skincare. I know. Well, and then I got here yesterday and I turned on the TV and they were advertising, Dorothy Hamill was advertising some product called Crepe Erase which is supposed to get rid of the crepey skin. You know how, like, when you get older? What? By, like, cutting it off? I don't understand. Like, how do you... No, it's like, they were... And I laughed because I, I paused on the channel because they were using a piece of, like, dough to to show the difference. And I was like, what is what is this advertisement for? But it was for some Jane Seymour and Dorothy Hamill and uh, somebody else. They were advertising Crepe Erase. And it's supposed to be some cream that you put on and it, it smooths out that crepey skin that you know you get when you get older on your neck and like on your elbows and stuff. Huh. $39.95 well, plus shipping and handling. I did not order it because I don't really have crepey skin yet, but I thought that's coming, and I thought I'm on bookmark crepearace.com because when that day comes, I will try that as well. Well, you know, somebody left us a comment or a question somewhere, and I can't rem- remember if that was, I don't know where it was, but that we had scared her to death about her eyelids. Oh, okay. And about, uh, I what, was, about to- what was coming. And I would say that it's just that they, they start to feel like they get very thin. Would you agree? Yes, yes. You know, mine have gotten droopy. Mine are the bane of my existence. But I just, they, it, there's nothing you can do about that. Well. I mean, surgery. <laughs> there's something you can do. There, there is, there's something you can do about anything. But it just depends on, do you want to go do that? Well, I know, don't. My mama had, when, when, I don't know, she was probably, I mean, maybe around 65-ish. Her her eyelids drooped to the point that it was it was considered a medical condition, like they interfered with her vision, and so she had her eyelids done. 
Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. part of me that's like, Lord, if you want to pass that on down, like, yeah, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's, they get a little droopy, you know? So, and there's really nothing you can do about that. But I, I've noticed it's funny because, I, but the last couple of nights I've looked in the mirror and I've just been like, I've subtly like pulled back. Just, I'm like, it just, just if I could pull back just a little just, tiny bit. Just freshen. Just, 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 yeah, just, just a little tiny bit, and it would get rid of that parentheses by my mouth, you know. The parentheses just, by the mouth is the worst. It's it that is really the worst. And, and I, have, I also have that either. I have two little crinkles on either, like I have one on either side of my nose that are just. I mean, and I know that somebody would say, like, well, that's just from smiling. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, maybe I would have smiled less if I'd have known that was coming. <laughs> Amen, sister. I just, I certainly would have smiled less while laying out in the sun. I would have been, I'd have been white and grumpy had I known. Dower. I'd have been dour. That's right. If that's I'd right. have known, you, I was going to have. But you can't scowl too much because then that's no, a whole other No, that's a whole other thing. Mm-mm. So you just have to basically be expressionless. You basically have to look as if you've had Botox before you ever had Botox. That's right. You just have that's, to. That's right. Maybe wear a I headband, love a real tight headband all the time. That's it. I uh-huh. love you so much. I just cannot express my love with a smile for you right now. I, I, I'm so moved by my love. That I'm... I cannot, my face does not allow me to show my emotion. <laughs> so that's, so that's. Uh, the laughing yeah. makes it worse. See, I'm just I adding know. to it when I laugh. But, but what are you going to do? I mean, you know, so, um, so anyway, so I'll keep y'all updated on Rodan and Fields. I suggested that I take a before picture and an after picture. So maybe I'll do that. If you become a before and after on Facebook, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm. I would never. Check, please. Listen, nobody, no, it would be my own personal so that I could okay. show close friends. Like, look okay. at my before and after. I would never become one of those before and after on Facebook. Never. I mean, listen, if that's how the Lord leads you, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it would, it would. That would be something that I would not expect. No, I just, I think people though, because I feel like a lot of people are like, here's a before. And like, I'm like, well, that you still look pretty good in the before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you uh, look good in the before, sister. Well, no, nah, I just, uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not interested in doing a before and after. I may do it personally for myself, okay. but just because I'll be interested to know. Because, you know, sometimes I do think that you use that stuff and then all of a sudden you don't realize until somebody actually says like, hey, your skin looks good. Because I feel like when you look in the mirror, you're like, well, I just look like my same self. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you need somebody to speak a word. Um, You do, for sure. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked um, on, this is, I think this is, yeah, this is in my comments. Um, They ask if the Babyless hair dryer that I mentioned a while back Mm-hmm. Um, if I was still pleased, yes, I would say it's the best thing I've ever bought for myself. <gasps> wow, that is high praise. Well, I that mean, is... you think like it's an expense. Well, I say I bought for myself. I didn't really buy it for myself. It was a Christmas gift for my husband. But but it's my it's my favorite thing that I never thought I would spend. You know, I, I never thought I would be like a, a higher end hair dryer person. If that yes. makes sense. Yes. But I'm gonna tell you that they're. There's a good reason why they're they may cost a little bit more. I feel like it's 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 so good. Okay, I love it okay. so much. For somebody like you know, I mean, I have to I have to wash and dry my hair every day, just about. So for somebody yeah. who is constantly drying her hair, who feels like I will not be able to go to heaven until I dry my hair one more time, you know, yes. because I do it so often. 
it is it speeds it up so much and it dries so smoothly like it just okay. i love it a bunch so well that I, is that is high praise mm-hmm, i really love it okay okay you know this time of year i rarely blow dry my hair i just don't, I don't I even, if i didn't blow dry my hair I don't even know, I don't even know what would happen if I didn't blow dry my hair, except that I think people would gather around me in some <laughs> kind of prayer circle. Like they would think she's clearly going through something very difficult. Uh, she's a before picture. She's, she's a, a before, before picture. And they would just can can we just come around for a season of prayer? Because I I can't I cannot my hair is so pitiful if I don't dry it. It is it is because it's fine. But there's a lot of it. So it becomes really just sort of a, a, a frizz that just continues to morph into a shape that is not found in nature. Like it's. Well, that's it. Well, because you have shorter hair, too. And yeah. I think that's the key is I think that's what's that's part of what has always kept me from getting shorter hair is because the times in my life it has been shorter. I realize you have to, like, actually style it. You have to do something with it. Now, um, now somebody said in my comments, um, this is Wendy. She said. Um, regarding your crazy schedules with your middle schoolers, mm. um, you're probably so tired of hearing that the days are long, but the years are short. And then, but she said, enjoy every second. The empty nest is brutal. Oh, I'm nine years in and still not entirely at ease with it. And I do, I think about that sometimes when I'm oh. sitting at football practice for the, what feels like the 49th <clears throat> time in a week. I know, I know. It's really, I've thought it's going to feel, and I, I mean, I do, I'm same. And I think maybe just because we have one, you realize like you're one mm-hmm. and done, you know, like there's no, Nothing you know, you don't behind. Have a, yeah, there's no buffer kid there. Like you get to one goes off, but you still got one at home. And I think that like with our weekends, I'm like, I'll be so sad. Like the day Caroline quits playing soccer. Like mm-hmm. it dawned on me the other day. I was like, there'll come a day that she won't play soccer anymore, whenever that is. And I was like, I'll be so sad because it's, that's, I really look forward to like going and watching her play and all that stuff. And I thought that'll be weird when that's not a factor. Yeah. And I love, I mean, I think you're, you're the same. I love too. I mean, to me, the be- one of the best parts about Alex and football, or if we're in lacrosse season, it's being with the other families and with and, mm-hmm. and cheering for those other kids. And I think that, you know, I guess sometimes I was watching a group of them yesterday come down the hall and I thought, you know, there's just a point where you realize that they're so sort of a part of your day to day. And they're so, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's a weird thing to think about moving into a phase of life where those kids aren't somehow a part of, of what's going mm-hmm. on in the day to day. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I saw um, a friend whose last child um, went off to college, her third, last week. And I was like, mm-hmm. how, how are y'all doing? And she said, I can't, I'll, I can't, I'll, I'll cry right now if I talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know what I mean? Because, like, I've seen them at football games and basketball games and all that kind of stuff, really, for 10 years. And then suddenly, yeah. like, they're all... They're all either at college or out of college. And Ugh. she said it was just it's a really tough transition. So yeah. hang in there, empty nesters. I know. Hang I know. I get it. I, I dread the day. I, I dread the day. I really do. Like, I think about that with Caroline, like eighth grade, because I'm already like, I think, well, it's almost October of eighth grade, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's that thing of I'm like, by next year, we'll be counting down to high school. I'm like, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. And that high so, school bit is going to fly. 
Oh, that's what everybody says. And I feel like everybody told me that when school started. Like I drove by our elementary school the other day and I was like, I cannot believe that five years, like it feels like we were just there and we weren't there very long. And that was five years. Well, we were talking last night about the fact that when we met, they were three. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just crazy. I just can't even believe it. I know. And now here they are, these, our little teenagers. Well, we're going to have to quit recording and just get in the bed. I mean, I don't, I know. Know. I don't know what else I to know. do. I haven't even had my coffee yet this morning. I, mm-hmm. have, I have had some something that they call coffee. I don't know if I, if I think it's actually coffee. I know. I know. I know. I need to have, but I need to have something that they, even something that they call coffee. Yes. Would, if, if I'm going to talk about my child leaving for college, then, um, then that's for sure. Now, one last question I okay, had. Good. Let's turn it around. Uh, Okay, I know. We got to think of something. Let's Pull go. It out we're going to ditch. We're going to go real deep. Somebody was asking if we have a favorite hand moisturizer, and I know that we do. We do. We do. And I, it's actually my favorite of all. Melanie, you want to? Um, sure. I'll say it. So my friend Debbie has a line, and I've talked about it on my blog, and I know you've talked about it on your blog, but it's called Hummingbird Farms, and it's their lavender lotion. And it is, they actually have two, but the lavender is my personal favorite. It's, mm-hmm. it is the best stuff I've ever used. Like I, we can't keep it in the house. Perry uses it. I use it. I used to use it on Caroline when she had diaper rash because it's like aloe based. And so it's super moisturizing and it smells like a dream. It's the best stuff ever. And I really like, because I mean, I think as I break down on the last podcast, I've had all this weird skin stuff. Um, I love the heavy cream. Like there's a lotion and then there's a heavy cream that comes in. Um, almost it looks like a shaving cream can, but it's lotion. I keep it at school. Like I keep it on my, on my desk and, um, and girls come in and use it all day, but it is, it's super thick. And I will say like, there's stuff that the dermatologist has recommended that will cause, like I have a reaction to, but I do not to the hummingbird farm stuff. Like it is, it is pure gold in my opinion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is and it's I mean and here's the thing is I think people are like well it's a little pricey and it yes in a little bit but not compared to like I mean I have some philosophy cream that I use sometimes and it's more expensive and it does not last me as long that hummingbird farms is so thick but not too thick but it lasts to me a bottle lasts you a good long time mm-hmm. yeah it does it's mm-hmm. the best it's so, but and Debbie's I, been on QVC, and then you can also find it if you just Hummingbird Farms Lavender. You can find it there, too, but it's it's my favorite. And they also have, um, now they have shampoo and conditioner, which is yes, delightful. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, I don't know, it's just, it's good stuff. It's, it's the yeah. best. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of additives and stuff. And, you know, a lot of, they've gotten it in a lot of places, like little bed and breakfasts and stuff, all in the hill country, which is, to me, totally fits, because it's just... It just, it feels like you're, you know, I don't know, all natural. In a lavender field. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I don't believe in natural beauty, but when it comes to <laughs> hummingbird farms, yes, I do. Hey, so, it smells like real lavender, not fake lavender. Right. It really, <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, so you're speaking today in Gunnersville, where we are. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm doing a luncheon for the Marshall Medical Center here in, um, actually, I'm, I'm driving on down to Albertville. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's about 12 more miles. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Albertville, but apparently I guess there weren't many places to stay in Albertville, so I'm staying in Gun. That's why we stayed in Gunnersville. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, and then I'm going on to Nashville for Dot Mom without for you, Dot Mom. which, which I know. a little sad. 
Yeah, I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad. So I'll miss I'll miss all the dot bombers. And then um, I don't know. That's about what we've got going on. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's happening. So and then we've got our very um, special interview coming up. Yes, a very right. very special interview coming, coming up. This. Coming up right after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, stay tuned by after the these way, messages. Stay tuned after these messages. Just one quick thing. Aggies are three and zero. Aggies are three and zero. We have Arkansas this weekend, which is uh, that game makes my stomach hurt maybe more than any game all year because it's just it's never easy. And we play it in uh, AT and T Stadium in Dallas or whatever Cowboy Stadium, whatever it's called, and I just hate it. I hate that game. I hate that we play it in Dallas. I hate everything about it. Okay, but I'll be watching. But she, I'll be watching. <laughs> but she's super excited. It'll make me so sick, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be so nervous, but I'm going to well, watch. Who does State play this weekend? Um, State plays UMass. Oh, okay. So They're, that's, y'all, you're, you'll be fine. Well, I don't know. Ask us after <laughs> South Alabama. Um, we're, we're playing in Boston, so there it was a big oh. field trip. But that's, you know, Dan Mullins from up in that New England area, so. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, and then UMass is coming to us next year. I feel like it'll be fine, mm-hmm. um, but... Anyway, you know, we take nothing for granted. So No, but y'all came alive against LSU. I mean, that game, I mean, I you, that, nobody gave up. I mean, y'all came right I back. Know. And LSU is one of those, you know, so I feel good about y'all. I feel I feel good about it. I'm going to tell you, there's no, there's never, I hate playing Arkansas. I hate playing Arkansas because they're such an overtime team. And, it, you know, so many yeah. of their games come down to the wire. It's, I feel like you can never relax. No, you know, no, you can't. Yeah, they're scrappy, and it, the game doesn't even start till eight o'clock. And um, I'm like, and that to me is the worst because I'm like, whatever happens, like unless it's a forty-eight to nothing blowout, then I have the whole thing of my adrenaline is just going to be pumping. And then you know how like you don't go to bed forever mm-hmm. after that. So because right. um, either I'll have to read everything about how we won or pulled out the win, or I'm gonna have to read about how we lost, and I just I can't. So anyway, we'll see. I feel like I, I said this last week against Auburn, but I'm like, I feel like we'll know a lot more about this Aggie team seeing how we do against Arkansas this weekend. Were, hey, were, were y'all playing Arkansas last year when I pulled, I pulled the car over and pulled it up on the, on the phone? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. And remember, uh-huh. you had to leave me. Remember, I couldn't yeah. get out of the car. Yeah, you and, no, I went up to the Raymond Watch State play Auburn and you had to stay in the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we were waiting for that field goal and I couldn't, I couldn't leave. I, I bet you leave. have a Watch ESPN app on your phone now, don't you? No, don't you know it? Don't you know it? <laughs> For such a time as this. But yes, yeah, it was the same weekend because that was Dot Mom last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I really, that game is, you know, I just, I don't know. It stresses me out every year. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. So, so y'all stay tuned. Here comes a special, special, really the most special of all the guests. Really? What yes. Did you say? Yeah, the most special of all the guests. And she's going to talk all about her new book. All right. Okay. Stay tuned. Well, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it is a big day for us to have Beth Moore on the podcast. And in all seriousness, nobody has had a, a, a bigger impact on Melanie's walk with the Lord, on my walk with the Lord, than Beth Moore. And the fact then that over the last several years, you have just been such a sweet cheerleader and friend and big sister and therapist is um really more than we could ask or imagine so we are beside ourselves about you being with us and especially beside ourselves about your book and we are so happy you're here uh, the therapist part you had me at therapist so be- 
can't make me laugh out loud. Okay, I've been trying to remember all morning how we and when we first got to know each other. And so this is crazy because honestly, I'm trying to think. I no longer remember life before we all knew each other. So I was trying to think, and it would have had to have been what I am assuming. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right about this. I would need Amanda with me uh, to confirm this. But I am pretty sure that she, very early on when you guys started blogging, I think she was following both of your blogs and then loved that you guys became friends. I think it was through Amanda that I first began connecting with y'all. And then, of course, just like every other woman that reads everything y'all do and listens to every conversation you have, I I fell head over heels in love. You two are my kind of people. <laughs> well, you're our kind of person. Yeah, that's right. That's no right. Doubt. And I think you're right. I think I can remember, like, Amanda being, she had her blog and we had yes. this little web of, of comments that we would kind of follow. And then Travis got in on that. Yes. And then oh, it, my God. Oh, I forgot that. He mm-hmm. sure did. Yes, because Sophie wrote about Angela Cottrell's genes after I going know. to Deeper Still. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. I I am now remembering every bit of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angela Cottrell's genes. There mm-hmm. is no telling what started, what relationship. You know you are a mighty woman of God when your genes can cause relationships. <laughs> That's right. Well, That's right. if I had known that the genes were really, like, that was that was the tip of the iceberg with Angela Cottrell. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> no kidding. That was, listen, that was Those not genes. even beginning to plumb the depths of that one. No. That was just the beginning. Those genes echoed into eternity, their (laughs) impacts. We didn't know. (laughs) They did. And you know what's so funny about that is I remember when I left that deeper still and I had I had been so moved by by Angela's genes. Um I remember calling Melanie because I had seen Travis at the concession stand and I didn't say anything to him because I didn't know him like I, I you know like I knew we probably had some people in common but I didn't know him and I remember telling Melanie I should have said something to him like I should have I should have said something and I didn't because it just seemed weird and then um it ended up he emailed us a couple of weeks yeah. later let's, let's just let's just say that y'all made up for lost time <laughs> we, <laughs> we did we did I mean I really feel like Travis I feel like Travis and I, in some ways, were just separated yeah. at birth, really. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is, it, it, he's become all of your brothers. Yes. But listen, I'm going to tell you, when Angela gets to heaven and, and, is, and is escorted into her condo, mm-hmm. and and, her, <laughs> and those jeans are just going to be folded right there. Yes, just ma'am. folded right there for all of eternity. These were the jeans. Listen. Yes. Yes, they started a ripple effect because oh, then mm-hmm. we were, so we first met you at Deeper Still Atlanta, which I can't even remember how long ago that was. I, I don't remember either. That was a long seven time. years ago, eight years ago. Was Amanda, Amanda was pregnant with Annabeth, I think. That's right. Okay, we've only known each other eight years. Can I simply say <laughs> that we have put a lot of living into eight years yeah. because I can no longer even... There's no counting the text messages that have gone back and forth. None. None. And what we then went to, because our texts were so long, that we've gone to audio text. Yes. 
you need a voice message really to get yeah. it all in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So that we can, sometimes they're going to be three or four minutes long. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, because there's nobody that I think of more when something absurd happens. It's uh, always when something totally bizarre happens. I'm like, well, Beth needs to know about this. And this just perfect moments, just these perfect moments that you, and Melanie, let's admit it. Um, we both, we have had a support group for many uh, years as yes. wives of very, very strange men. <laughs> Yes. No, when are they going to meet? I need for them to meet. I have needed it for a long time. I, uh, I need I need for them to meet. I need for y'all to have a camera above them. I need to I need to watch. No, I need some music yeah. in the background. The whole thing. Music in the background. Music, mm -hmm. and it's got to be something from like a Mel Gibson movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. I yeah. know they they may yeah. run off on a boat together and we never see them again. <laughs> That's really the problem. Fun. They really might, or at, at, at least for a weekend, and we would just spin it together. And, and I would be okay it, with that. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. I would be okay with that. Do you remember my favorite is that um, when I had to send you the picture of when Perry shot himself in the head out of the helicopter? Well, you know, I remember it like it happened yesterday. And I also remember <laughs> it was surreal because it was like, I don't know whether to laugh or say, <laughs> Melanie Shankle. You could have just gotten the worst news of your life. I, know. I just you know why, why these men hang. My husband has hung out of a helicopter just here lately, Millie, uh -huh. just here lately. And people may not understand that they're going over there viewing um, any, uh, any of this. They're doing uh, uh, land surveys when yes. they do. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's all very strategic. You have to have the right ratio of, of oh. these things and that thing. And seeing how many ho wild hogs they have on their property. Yeah. Oh. I don't get it. Yeah, I never so, knew that wild hogs were a thing until I met Melanie. And the fact that both your husbands share that, I feel like it's a, and, it's a sign. I feel like that in itself, that Sophie now knows that, that wild hogs yes. should be mm -hmm. radar. I feel mm -hmm. like we've done a lot of good with her. We've been an enlightened. <laughs> you have. You we have. have. We have. That's what she meant when she said therapist and mentor. It's really been about the wild hogs <laughs> and the wildlife knowledge she has accrued over these last 10 years. So let me, okay, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a book question. Yeah. Is this different somehow, like going out with a fiction book than with a Bible study or a nonfiction book? Like, does it feel different to talk to people about it? Because oh. I would think there's a, is there a little bit of a buffer there or, or is it more vulnerable? Which one? Oh, no, no, much more vulnerable. Okay. Mm -hmm. At this, uh, unless it's something that, okay, there, I've had a couple of books that really, really, really were that I nearly felt sick about when they were rolling depressed. And you guys know how that, <laughs> that I believe I have cried on your shoulder before about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have indeed. And I have, I have cherished it, but I don't think people realize just the, the, humbling experience of letting something go to press and you know it's going to be out in front of people for their for their opinions and their mm -hmm. and you're, yes. you know, kind of part of your your like your skin is on it mm -hmm. like skin is on like part of your, your part of your heart's just just hanging on that thing and so it's vulnerable every time and then a couple of books like uh, when um Breaking Free came out, I remember, whoa, just thinking like, okay, here we go, and just holding on tight and thinking, man, it is out there. And there have been a couple of those, but 
listen, this was in a whole different league. And really? I discussed this with Liz Curtis Higgs because, of course, fiction is is so uh, primary to her. Yes. I said, I am feeling something I cannot even <laughs> believe. And she really did uh, confirm it. And what I told her, I said, I think it's because they're looking into your imagination. Ooh. You're with a Yes. I, I'm in resources. I'm in, I have stacks of books on my desk. I'm, you know, I'm a student. I love to, I love, I love the whole research process. So when I, when a Bible study comes out, yes, you know, it, it falls back on me. It's, it's mine. If it's, if it's uh, not good, that falls in my lap. But I also have done a whole lot of research with a whole lot of people that are a whole lot smarter than me. But then this is your imagination out mm, there. Yes. Yes. Well, that was a whole different thing that now you're coming into, if I were to make up a story, what would it be? And now, Oh, now we're talking. But yeah. It's that, the- ooh, ooh. But then, but, then here, but then here's my question, too, in that. So this is what we were wondering last night. Had you had these characters in your head? Like, did you sit down and go, I have this story I have to tell? Or did it write as you wrote it? Did it? Oh, absolutely wrote as I wrote it. Golly. All I had to begin with was the place, the, the spot, this apartment house that this would take place in. That was the first place that that I had in mind and I barely even had that figured out so I wrote it as I went but let me tell you now that is what I love I even love that about a Bible study journey I love that I don't know when I get started that even though I know these are the scriptures that I'm going to study I don't know what God's going to do with this yet in that series yeah love that I love the unfolding of it in fact y'all it wasn't until I was on a walk in the country one day I had written I have no idea how many words by then I mean how many chapters by then but I realized then I was about oh 95% done that day on that walk it came to me how I wanted to end it and I am wow that is the first I really knew this is going to come to the last page. <laughs> I, I, so, like I felt some anxiety just then rise up, like that you have oh, done all that and you're just constantly waiting for it. But that's my favorite part too. I love the puzzle of a book. I love the puzzle of it. I, I, I like, you know, I guess I have to admit, it occurred to me over the last day that I, I really, I guess I love living on the edge mm-hmm. of, of constant risk. Yes. To putting it out there and not knowing where it's going to go. And y'all, let me tell you something else too. I could talk about y'all. I could talk about this all the, all day long with y'all, but because this part, um, just, I found fascinating. I really had intended to make the characters a little bit like certain people that I knew. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound so dumb, but <laughs> the characters sort of, uh, insisted on going their own way. They did not turn out to be the people that I expected them to be. Uh, that oh, I, interesting. That I that I was going to pattern them after. Um, they, I, they de- sort of developed in their own way. And then when all was said and done, if you said how many of them are are like you thought thought they would be in the beginning, none. 
No. Really? Not even Adela? You didn't, Adela's not who she, because I felt like she was the strongest. I just loved her so much. Probably the closest. I, I patterned her a little bit off of my um, darling Evangeline, who I who I dedicated the book to, but I meant for her to be kind of a mixture of me and Evangeline and somebody else that um, that we we know and is, is pretty quirky. But when all was said and done, Adela decided to be her own self, mm. and she wasn't um, that much like either one of us. But I, 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 I loved her. I loved her. Y'all, when it was over, uh, because I'd been on it for three and a half years, I just felt like, I, I felt, I'm, I felt like I missed them so much. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If you met, like, if one, they became these real kind of people in your head, and then two, if you missed them. Oh, oh, I did. (laughs) I was like, man, I've thought about you for, it's like I've lived with you for nearly four years. So it was, it was so crazy, y'all. I don't know if I'll ever get to do it again. That's all dependent on the Lord, but I can tell you, I had a heck of a good time. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let me ask you this then about, cause Melanie and I talked about this last night too, cause Melanie, you know, asked you about the, the story and if it was in your head and I was so struck by the place and maybe, you know, I think that's sort of my Southern soul loves place, but did you go back to New Orleans and walk around a little bit? Cause I mean, it's its own deal in the book. Okay. I feel like, Oh, absolutely. I did. And, uh, so this was from the very beginning. I'd been there many, many times where, which is why it had its, its, uh, basis in my, in my heart that I, I knew, I mean, there's just no place with more culture. There no. really is. Mm-hmm. There, I, I just don't think there's another city in the United States exactly like it. And so I had been fascinated with it for, um, for many, many years, even since I was a uh, in the middle of high school, and and we drove through it for the first time and toured some of it. My, I mean, my I was not even a naive kid, and my my chin just dropped to the round. Even the fortune tellers on the square, all of that was like, I cannot yeah. believe this exists. Yes, I'm fascinated with it. But when yes, because I have to put myself there. This is true, even with a Bible study and and any kind of journey like that. I I've got to go sit in my mind in that setting and in my imagination if I can't get to it physically but yes I had to go I had to go and and I just walked and thought and then I would go back at night to that bed and breakfast and I would just pound at that computer and all through the thing like I had a map of the city constantly I had a city map that I put up on my laptop screen like I have my laptop and then I have my big monitor Mm -hmm. and so that Mm -hmm. monitor would have the city on it so that I could even as even if I never mentioned the streets that in my mind I was turning to the left on that street I was driving down by that park um, those were constant things before me at all times because I love you know, remember I love the research part of any project so mm-hmm. great fun to me I love that because I, I feel like I mean you so captured New Orleans which and you so captured the people of New Orleans, too. And and so I love that you got down there in the middle of it and just soaked it in. Well, I love diversity. You know, you, you'll, you'll notice in the pages that uh, the, the difference in the um, ethnicities and, mm-hmm. and even the I love picturing that along that that cast of characters, 
you would go from the very darkest of skin all the way to bully. And bully is a figure in it that I picture so blonde that his <laughs> is red instead of instead of peach. You know, that he yes. just that would just blister in the sun and that he is just so that he is so white that you need to put on your sunglasses to be <laughs> So I wanted every single tone of skin all the way from just nearly ebony to the to the whitest fluorescent white you could get. I love that. I know. They were such good characters. I feel like I told you, you know, I texted you after I finished and you know, first I was so nervous because I wanted to like it so much and I was I was nervous about it. I felt like really nervous for you because it was almost like watching like your child try out for a play, you know, like <laughs> We have talked so much about that because one of my other friends said the same thing. And, you know, that actually made me feel so loved. I thought, that's good friends. They're going to sit there almost scared to open up. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to feel for you. You knew that if I embarrassed myself, I was, you were going to feel it with me. It was going to be, you know, bless her. Yes. Bless Jennifer Lyle, she said the same thing. She was just like, I just, you know, thought, oh, is God has God? I know she's done the Lord's will. This kills me. I know <laughs> she's done the Lord's will because I know she seeks the Lord's will. But what if the Lord's will was for her to just go through a really, really humbling? <laughs> <laughs> and and may I add, it it could pan out exactly that way. People could just hate it. No, they're not going to well, hate it. They're, they're not going to hate it. And I'm so tickled because I think anytime I have a book, I'm like, well, this may be what God is going to use to like really sift me. Uh, yes. Because it's going to be so horrendous. And you know, Beth, it's like you and I talked about how sometimes before a book comes out, you pray maybe Jesus will come back before this book comes oh, oh, out. No. Oh, no, I do every time. I did last weekend on last Friday before the LPL simulcast, Travis and I said, we've looked to the East for weeks. <laughs> Okay, this is when I'm going to put it out there and people are going to go, what on the ever loving earth has she done here? But it's just constant. You know, y'all, please laugh with me when people say to us, how do you stay humble? Please, uh, please laugh with me. I will say, listen, that is the easiest part of my life right now. <laughs> It is almost effortless, I would say. Like it effortless. is, it's effortless. Staying humble is effortless when, <sighs> when you write and, and you stand up in front of people. Yes, it is. Yes, effortless. yes. When, when somebody emails you and says things like, "I got your book. A friend bought it at half price books, and oh, I no. got it." Oh, no. No, wait, wait, Sophie. Was it, it was a signed copy. It was a signed copy. It's, she got it half price books. Okay, yes. Y'all, listen. I, Sophie, at one time, some of our stuff was in a bundle. In a bundle. And I'm telling you, it was in a bundle for like for like two ninety nine. Sophie, it was like, well, okay then. That represents about six years of my life. It's for $2.99. Uh -huh. No, it was our whole compilation. A book of your, a book of mine. I don't know what. $2.99. Oh, y'all. Uh, 
that makes oh. me so happy. Listen, your text, I've, Melanie and I have talked about this. When you texted me that day to see if I might want to read an advanced copy of this book, it's probably my favorite text I've ever gotten. Okay. It is, it is, what? there's never what? been anything with more disclaimers, more outs, <laughs> <laughs> more qualifications. <laughs> like, it was the best. That was it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Y'all, it's just hard. I'm going to tell you something. It is hard to live in this head of mine. It is, <laughs> it is hard. There is so much neuroses in here. I, I don't know. Honestly, uh, y'all, yes. if they come up, if they come up with some kind of procedure that they are able to surgically remove neuroses, <laughs> y'all, I will deflate like a balloon. Like Same. there will be no yes. I'll be flat death. It'll just be like an old balloon that shriveled up. You go, what happened to her? Well, they removed her neuroses, and this is what was left. <laughs> this is what we had. But maybe those neuroses help give your hair all that good volume. Maybe somehow. Yes. Yes. Because your hair has never looked better. Yes. Y'all, you are kidding me. Well, you know, it's, it's all, I, I decided, oh, oh, I'm going to tell y'all how that happened. Okay. I had the benefit, please, please press into this with me. Please, <laughs> please picture this you. Yes. Picture. Yes. I had the benefit two years ago of, of course, um, celebrating 20 years with Lifeway of publishing, which has been you know, one of the greatest joys of my life. But I had the benefit of seeing 20 years of my pictures. <gasps> Oh, y'all, mm -hmm. y'all, mm -hmm. that's rough. Do you notice that none of us are even laughing right now? I'm not. I'm not. It's we're it's we're not, in it with you. It's not we're funny. Walking in it with you. Because we know we're pained right now. Mm -hmm. We know we're pained. None mm -hmm. of us want to see 20 years mm -hmm. of our pictures. And the only thing I could come to at the end of it all was somehow my nose looked smaller with the longer hair. <laughs> You know why I'm so tickled? You inspired yourself. Like <laughs> I inspired myself, um, and, it, and not in a good way, and not in a good way. It it wasn't a kind of inspiration that felt good coming, right. but was it just was the simple truth right. that I was staring at the evidence right in front of me, and clearly, clearly, uh, the hair um, balanced somewhat balanced the nose. It's so, so cute. Does, I mean, like I don't. How do you get the ends to to behave like they do? Is that a flat uh, iron situation? I do flat iron followed up by enough Moroccan oil to cause an oil slick. <laughs> When I first told my friend Priscilla Shire mm -hmm. that I wear, she said, now Beth, um, this is something you're not going to know anything about, but she said, you know, we black women, we use a lot of oil. I said, are you out of your ever-loving mind, Priscilla? Do you think I do not know what hair oil is? I said, do you know how big this hair is when you just go? <laughs> you know? So, and you know, I have always said that there is a reason why humidity and humility are only one letter difference. Yes, ma'am. Well, that's the truth. That yeah. is, that's a good word. That's a good word. It's, it's a good word, Melanie. It's a good mm -hmm, word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it looks, darling, it looks really good. I was so concerned for you, too. This is another. This is not on the book. Um, I need to know about those pants. Did you know on the simulcast <laughs> um, Melanie, that those pants were 100% plastic when you put Melanie, them? <laughs> Melanie, you know, we're under so much stress when we're about to speak at something. Y'all know we are. Yeah. It's hard to think about our outfit. We think strictly in terms of what would look cute, not what would 
feel the best. And it was an untested outfit. Yeah. <laughs> knew was that I was about to combust. Yes. I mean, combust. Because every light in the entire state of Illinois was <laughs> on that stage. On this woman in those plastic pants. It was like I had zipped myself up in a Ziploc bag and was put under the heat. Under the heat. It was like I was on the beach, zipped up in a Ziploc bag. And when I got, it is a wonder I did not take them off in <laughs> walking down the side of the platform, taking those things off. I threw them. I threw them. I panted. <laughs> never. I'm never wearing those again and then somehow I got the so I my jeans and did not even go with my outfit I didn't care I did not care I could not care less I could uh -huh. not care less. they took you so, to the end of yourself is what they did I, those, at the end, mm -hmm. I was broken Sophie I was broken <laughs> I, was broken. I was totally broken and then I mean I was just like I'm giving these things away because I'm never looking at them again never looking but the funniest thing, when I saw the tweets afterwards that said that day, Beth Moore gave away her pants. Y'all, <laughs> 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 oh, oh. people are going to hope that's become a regular LPL thing that yeah, maybe you yes. give away a pair of pants at, at every end. event. You know, there come, there's genuine, but there comes a time to say genuine. Yeah. And if it's plastic, if it's Genuine plastic, you can't say genuine. Mm -hmm. It's genuine. Genuine. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my word. Well, I know well, you have a thousand things to do. I could, we could talk. If you you know, if you wanted to hang out for the next hour and a half, we could do it. But I know you have stuff. Well, what we're going to have to do is honestly podcast two and podcast three. Yes. An annual event. And uh, because honestly, there's just got to be the update. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Current yes. antics. Yes. What's going yes. on? How's everybody's hair? Have we had to see 20 years of pictures? Yeah. How, and, and Sophie, I always have to get a hold of Melanie because, you know, we live, um, unfortunately, we don't want to discuss with you the part of the world you live in because you live in the beautiful part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that has seasons, and this makes me and Melanie mad. But sure. I have to look to Melanie because when it com comes to be fall by state of the calendar, not by state of the weather, by state mm -hmm. of the calendar, it's November, but it's 98. This is when I have to text Melanie and go, can we wear boots or not? Yes. 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 Well, I'm so sorry. I really, it's, like, I'm so sorry. I, I hope you are. I hope you I are. It's not, it's not fun, but because I know this is about to have to come to an end, I want to tell you something. I've said this to you too so many times, but I want to say it on the air between us. I do not know why God would allow me to be loved by the two of you, but I am so thankful. Oh, well, well, we are so beyond thankful for you. I mean, what you have been in our lives and... I know so many women's lives and just that you, um, I don't know, that you laugh with us and that we get to do life with you is just, I know I can speak for Sophie, is one of the greatest blessings. It, it really is. To me, and what people might not have pictured, because this has happened with each of you, I have also, you know, when I've needed to speak a word of encouragement and tell you guys, be brave. You've got to be brave. You're going to be <laughs> Brave, you're going to hold your chin up. You're going to put your shoulders back. Yeah, but that there have been times, you know, when I take on that maternal role that I've also 
felt so strongly for your hearts, most recently, Sophie, and the loss of your mom, and Melanie, just things we've touched base with through the years that were hardships, things that don't come out in front of everybody right. else, but the times I've said the things that a, a, a mother figure and a mentor figure is supposed to say, but that I have set the phone down and wept uh, with tenderness because mm. I knew that these two young women I love so much were going through a hard time. And I was having to say what they needed to hear, but that I also was so moved with compassion uh, that um, and, and tenderness because I just love the two of you so much. You bring me great joy. Well, you bring us great joy, Beth Moore. I mean, there's just there's nobody better. I was with a friend last week and her mama said, if I knew Beth in real life, would I just have all the more reason to love her? And I said, yes, you would. You absolutely oh, would. That, that means the world to me. I don't know. It may be that y'all are just terribly partial, but please, <laughs> or please be partial to me forever. Please. We are partial forever. Ever. We love you so much. I love y'all too. Thank you so much. Right, You're thanks, so Beth. welcome. Have a great day, Beth. Okay. Do we love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. That was so fun. That's a good time. Um, so Beth's new book is called The Undoing of St. Sylvanus, and it is available at any of your major booksellers. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Lifeway. You can um, just at the store of your choosing, you can find it. And it, it really is, it's, I think I said this earlier this week, but I love her writing voice so much, and it's so fun to see that voice in in fiction. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really is. And the characters, I mean, it is such a good story. It's written so well. I just feel like the whole thing is just so beautifully told. And those characters, I mean, I finished it three weeks ago, and, like, I can't quit thinking about the characters. Like, they really have stayed in my heart. I highly recommend it. And we talked last night about the fact that the the faith aspect of it doesn't feel like something that was just kind of... It, it doesn't feel like it was sort of thrown over it. It's just woven in it. Just real mm -hmm. life. Just like real yeah. life. Yeah. It feels like real life. It's just kind of part of their story. So um, just part of their day-to-day -day life. So I love that. It, it's it's a good book. I give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All righty. So this concludes the podcast where we got to talk to Beth Moore. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Well, no one more surprised than us that Tyndale considered us an official interview source. Listen, we've never felt more legitimate in, in our whole lives. I mean, truly legit. It was so funny. I could not wait. Well, and. And then there were two. There I could two. I could fall on the bed and cry. Now. I could too. I could ball my eyes out. That was a normal Thursday. That was that was standard. Just you know, I didn't and I didn't yawn one time. You didn't yawn one time. Um. Well, that was so fun. It was so fun. Golly. She just, I just love her so much. The best.
Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.